Welcome to Unedited. So what have I been watching recently? I rewatched the original Robocop movie. Uh, I can't be sure when I last saw it. Um, you know, it, it could have been 10, 15 years, maybe more. Um, it's, it's actually difficult to remember because um, even if it has been a long time, which I feel it has been a long time, um, the, the movie is one that um, is very memorable. There's a lot of very um, visual, um, quite violent graphic scenes that um, just stick in your mind. So clearly when you watch that movie, so even when I rewatched it, it still felt like I, I had seen it quite recently um, but no it has to be uh, quite a long time since I did um, one scene that I feel like has been cut from this version that I watched I, um, I think I watched the blu-ray version um, I thought there's a scene where Alex Murphy um, gets shot in the groin before he's dead so um, he gets shot in the hand first of all and then um, I think he gets shot in the groin because there's a scene in the movie where he like he stands up and he's walking away from the bad guys but kind of the way he's walking is like the cowboy walk um, and that's because he was shot in the groin and um, I'm nearly sure I remember seeing that movie uh, that scene in the movie when I originally watched it and when I rewatched it over the years um, I tried to find the scene online I checked YouTube and yeah they, they had the clip of his death which actually was more a little bit more um, graphic and um, showed a little bit more detail of his arm and hand being blown off but it didn't have to scene of him being shot in the groin uh, but like I said I'm nearly sure it's there because it's such a horrible moment and that whole scene is just um, really terrible and it just sticks in your mind um, and that was like one of those shocking things um, that you didn't usually see in movies happen to a character who was your protagonist, the hero of the movie. Um, you know, overall, it's, yeah, an entertaining, enjoyable movie. Like I said, there's some very um, memorable moments which just never leave your mind, um, no matter how long it's been since you saw it. Uh, like Ed, Ed 209 shooting up the guy at the office. Um, and then, yeah, fighting Robocop and yeah, the guy who drives the car the truck into toxic waste and comes out with his flesh hanging off and then he gets hit by a car and he goes splat um, a lot of memorable scenes I think I watched Robocop for the first time on television and, and it seemed yeah, like a lot of those scenes were in the 
Robocop that was broadcast on TV. And when I watched Robocop 2, I watched it for the first time in the US and a lot of um, scenes um, in the, the TV broadcast version, a lot of like the violence was toned down, like graphic violence. Um, I think scene with um, Kane um, when his brain is in like that kind of floating in water in a, in a jar or some container. Um, you don't see that in the TV cut, and then there's another part where like Robocop smashes his brain and with his fist, and that's kind of missing from the televised cut as well. And then I rewatched it after that. Uh, I rewatched the UK televised cut of Robocop too, and um, yeah, it's a lot more violent. They they leave all those kind of like violent and. Uh, graphic scenes in the movie um, but one scene they cut out is actually the boy who shoots Robocop in the head and uh, yeah, before he shoots him he says yeah, you can't kill a kid and that scene is kind of replayed throughout the movie because it's recorded in Robocop's memory but in the UK version that's completely cut out um, all you have is just a, a scene of Robocop looking at the, the kid and yeah, the kid doesn't say anything um, I think uh, I think they even cut out the kid shooting Robocop so it, it's very uh, badly edited I thought because it, it's kind of a, a story point for the movie um, Robocop trying to help that kid um, but it's kind of cut out in the UK version uh, you know, so I had only seen it on TV um, because as a child you can't watch Robocop um, they're like your parents saying no way uh, like I want to watch Rambo Tree I want to watch Robocop it looks awesome they have the Rambo and Robocop cartoons that you can watch. You can buy the toys of Robocop and his car, and you can buy Rambo toys. So I like, why can't I watch the movies? Um, it's a strange time. A lot of these movies you feel are kind of aimed at kids with the merchandise and the story appeal, but they were like, certificate was 18 18 and over and of course they were ultra violent movies it wasn't that they were just for 18 and over it's just they were like at the time I remember they considered very violent movies so yeah I had to wait until a TV broadcast to see those movies and then yeah sneak away into another room with another TV to watch a little I also um, watched for the first time Where the Buffalo Roams, which is based on the writings and um, the career of Hunter S. Thompson, uh, loosely based um, because it, it's kind of um, done as a comedy. Uh, when 
like I said, Bill Murray is Hunter S. Thompson, so I thought it's a very interesting role um, that he played. And it, it's a movie that I've never seen before. I don't remember it being broadcast on TV. I like people don't really talk about that movie. I don't think it was really that popular. Um, I know there were some troubles during the production and scenes were cut and reshot. And I think Bill Murray wasn't happy with um, some of the things that were cut from the movie. Uh, but I really liked his performance. Uh, before that, we only had Johnny Depp in Fear and Loving in Las Vegas and The Rum Diaries. Um, but I think Bill Murray um, has Hunter S. Thompson down quite well, as, as well as Johnny Depp did. Um, so it, the performance is very entertaining. And the movie is not too bad. Not great, but um, I definitely enjoyed watching Bill Murray as Hunter S. Thompson. I also watched a documentary about Buster Keating. It's uh, called The Great Buster. There are quite a few other like documentaries about Buster Keating out there, but um, this still this one is still worthy of a watch um, it has a little bit of a fresh take um, you get to um, see other directors and actors um, talk about Buster Keating and his career and his inspiration on the film industry and on them I think um, there's other documentaries that like have a similar uh, take um, but I found this one is quite um, nice um, it shows him in a positive light there's nothing malicious or there's no kind of um, gossip type of story um, especially when we get to the part about his kind of relationship with Charlie Chaplin and um, his appearance in Charlie Chaplin's movie um, when they work together um, it's done quite um, nicely and uh, there's no um, animosity between the two I think maybe some other documentaries might want to push that idea um, that there might have been some kind of competition between them I guess, yeah, in a way there was because they're both famous silent movie stars. Um, but here um, they show both actors as having respect for each other. So it's that type of um, documentary. It, it, even though it shows the highs and lows of Buster Keating, I think um, it's very respectful of the man and uh, while being honest. Um, it goes through his career from growing up uh, in circus acts with his family um, to his successes and his failures and continued success um, in later years. Uh, it was quite a while before I had actually seen a Buster Keating movie 
when I was growing up, like silent movies would always be Charlie Chaplin. And that was the kind of iconic silent movie star that I was familiar with. And like the imagery is everywhere. And I like other comedians and of like um, a previous era of film and black and white films. We had Lauren Hardy and Norman Wisdom. So I, I really adored those movies a lot. And then the first movie of Buster Keating that I watched was called The General, which blew me away, completely blew me away. I thought it's an amazing movie. I still think it's an amazing movie. Um, yeah, but that was the first time I, I had seen um, Buster Keaton in a movie, and I was just memorized by the film. And it's, it's an action movie. Um, a lot of people say that Kurosawa um, made the first action movie with the Seven Samurai, but in my opinion, the, the scale of the general, and the, whatever budget it must have had, the stunts, and the action, they, I, to me it's definitely an action movie. And of course, you know, Jackie Chan was um, quite a fan of Buster Keating as well, and was inspired by his work, so, um, yeah, definitely check out the general if you haven't watched it or any Buster Keating movie so I was um, reading the news not so long ago and I saw that Jamie Foxx will be coming back to the Spider-Verse uh, in the third Spider-Man movie by Marvel and Sony and he's coming back as Electro uh, which is quite surprising uh, one is, it's exciting that um, obviously through this casting, they seem to be leaning towards the, the multiverse or the spider-verse, and perhaps, perhaps the ultimate goal is to have all the Spider-Men together in one movie. Uh, that would be like Tom Holland's Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and uh, whoever they might choose to play Miles Morales. So that's exciting. Uh, I thought it's strange why they pick Electro. Uh, I think Jamie Foxx is an excellent actor. Um, I didn't like The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, actually, it, it probably my least favorite Spider-Man movie. Um, it reminded me a bit of uh, like Batman Forever, but not in a good way. Like in a, we're doing this now when it's already been done long ago type of storyline. Uh, there was nothing I really liked uh, about uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I, I, strangely enough, I always remember hearing or reading uh, some rumor that at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, the Green Goblin shows up. But it's not the Green Goblin that we're expecting. It's actually 
the Green Goblin from the Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies, which was going to be played by James Franco. Um, but I think that was just a crazy rumor at the time. But yeah, it, these days it looks like anything is possible with the with the multiverse idea. Uh, I just hope they get around to it sooner rather than later, if you're going to do it, because so many movies are being uh, delayed and pushed back. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, the news came out that uh, a, lot, a lot of the DC movies have been uh, pushed back. Uh, I think the Batman was supposed to come out in 2021, in October, and now it's pushed to March. Uh, other movies like um, Shazam have been pushed back. Um, Black Adam has been taken off the schedule completely, uh, which doesn't mean it's not going to be made, because I know The Rock was currently working or filming on it. Um, I think there was some post on his Instagram where he ripped off his front gate because he's home had a power outage and he had to get to the studio to start work on Black Adam so he just using his muscles ripped off the electric gate right out of the wall uh, which would have been a, a sight to see uh, and he seems quite determined to deliver Black Adam by December 2021 which was the original release date and uh, it does seem quite soon considering where we are now and uh, all the restrictions um, that are, are going to be part of filmmaking from now on. Um, but I don't know. I think we'll hear an announcement on it sooner than later, and I think it won't be hopefully pushed back as much as the other movies were. Um, interesting that Wonder Woman has been pushed back to December 25th 2020 so they still expect things to have improved by December 25th uh, but I don't think that's gonna happen I think that's gonna get pushed back until next year at least uh, yeah like James Bond has been pushed back until next year uh, yeah, everything's been pushed back and then I guess there was movies that were supposed to come out next year that have like movies from 2020 uh, to compete with so I think they're gonna get out of the way of those uh, movies as well so it's uh, not great to be a movie fan uh, to be a someone who loves going to the movie theater uh, and if you're looking forward to these movies uh, it's it's frustrating that you have to wait later uh, oh yeah especially like the, the flash movie um, which is being pushed back I think it's 2022 in November 2022 which is the one I really want to watch because of course Michael Keaton's Batman is going to be in it and uh, yeah, that's going to set up their their multiverse or their Batman-verse. That uh, should be interesting to see. And of course, hopefully, 
that means we're going to get a Batman Beyond movie after that, but uh, yeah, let's, let's go. Last time I recommended Pat Labor the movie, uh, which is a 1989 anime film directed by Mamoru Oshii, who is probably best known for directing Ghost in the Shell, the animated movie. Uh, of course, I mean, which you know is, is now it's a live action movie, but it kind of went on to inspire uh, a lot of other movies like The Matrix, and it has kind of um, similar themes between um, man and machine and uh, reality and uh, the cyber world. Um, but Pat Labor is about a police unit that uses mecha. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what mecha is, mecha are the kind of giant robots that um, people can control from the inside by kind of climbing in them and moving around inside the, the robot to uh, make the robot move on the outside. So like Gundam, if you're familiar with Gundam, uh, Evangelion, basically you know, uh, in comparison, it's like a transformer, but the robot has no personality. It's controlled from a uh, human. Um, okay, better comparison, like Power Rangers. Um, so in Pat Labor, the movie, the police use these mechas called Pat Labors to fight crime, um, perhaps to stop other um, mecha units that are used for crime. Um, these mechas aren't as tall as Gundams. Um, they're a little bit smaller. Um, but the movie has very strong biblical tones. Um, it's quite serious in some places and kind of has comedic moments in others. Uh, Pad Labor was also an animated series and uh, it's... Uh, manga series and it has a novel series and there was also a live action movie which I heard is not good at all uh, I imagine the animated series is uh, more upbeat and uh, comedic in tone compared to these movies uh, there was three animated Pat Labor movies uh, I think that the first two are very good uh, I'd also recommend Pat Labor 2 as well uh third one is is okay i didn't like it so much i i, I wouldn't rewatch it again it, w it was enough one time to see it but um this like i said the the phone of these movies are uh, darker and uh, quite atmospheric the animation is very beautiful even for a 1989 film, it, it looks more modern than that. It looks like something from the mid to late 90s. Um, the music is beautiful. Uh, it's a very haunting score uh, in this movie and the second movie. And I, I think like some of the characters, there's kind of a, a focus on kind of solving a mystery. It's not all about... Uh, mecha battles um like one of the main characters is uh it's called goto uh, i watched a english dub of this movie 
originally, and, and it's the Manga UK dub. There's also uh, another dub by Bandai Visual, but I recommend the Manga UK dub. I thought it was very well done. The voice actor for Goto is called uh, Peter Marinker. I think he has quite an interesting career in voice acting, and maybe some other areas. So, uh, maybe check him out more. I thought his performance was excellent in this and the second movie, although I think he has a larger role in this movie. Um, for me, he's he's a large part of what I, I really liked about the movie. Um, not, not just the story, but it's, it's just kind of a perfect combination of his uh, dry, monotone, weary voice and the, the, the setting and the overall tone of the movie. So yeah, check out Pat Labor and yeah, check out the sequel too if if you enjoyed the first one. The third one I don't really recommend. And I, I haven't seen the series, but uh like I said, the series is kind of twenty-five minute episodes each, and I, I think it would be definitely more focused on the comedy. My recommendation for next time is called Somewhere in Time. Uh, I won't say much about it, but um, why I wanted to watch it is because uh, I was just told simply what the movie was about. One, it stars Christopher Reeve. So Christopher Reeve uh, is well known for Superman movies. And two, it's a time travel movie. So... When I heard Christopher Reeve in a time travel movie, I, I, I've never heard of it. Uh, that sounds really interesting. I love Christopher Reeve. Uh, I thought he's fantastic as Superman. And I love time travel movies, so I was very curious to check it out. So if you have time, yeah, check it out also. Somewhere in time. Take care and uh, yeah, see you again next time.